nerds, coming up on this week's episode, we offer you a two-for-one deal. Yes, two reviews of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. First of all, we offer you an instant review, which we recorded literally in the parking lot of the theater right after we saw the film. So you get our instant reactions, spoiler-free. We did our best not to ruin anything for you, unless you just went totally dark and didn't even see the trailers there might be a couple things in there but we did our best to not reveal anything that wasn't in the trailers and gave you our general thoughts and reactions to the film that lasts about 20 minutes so in if you include ads and breaks and stuff right at about the 22 minute mark we jump into the deep dive and fair warning we will spoil the heck out of the film after that and we will also spoil the series Loki, in particular the final episode, episode 6. So if you haven't seen Loki or haven't finished it, and if you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, you might want to wait to listen to the second segment or the second review of the film. But you get a two-for-one deal. Two reviews in one episode, recorded four days apart, or five days, something like that. Several days apart. (laughs) Anyway, it's coming up right after this. I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're... The the Irreverent Nerds! Nerds. Nerds. We are here outside of the Marketplace Cinema here in Winston-Salem. Will, you and I have seen quite a few movies here over the years. Uh, This used to be known as the 250 Cinema. Like, literally the tickets were $2.50. And... That was back when they were still, they would buy films like in the canisters, you know, in the, the physical film back then. So they would buy it after other theaters had used it. And so it would be a month or two after a movie had come out. And then you could come and see it for like two bucks, two, I think it was 250 for the longest time. Uh, but the new management, you know, they've upgraded the theater over the years. And, and now you can see current movies when they come out best prices in town oh yeah so Still a lot better yeah even if it's not 250 yeah so and the and uh, the concession good the concessions yeah. are the cheapest in town too and they have alcohol so hey plug for marketplace cinema come check it out if you live here in winston uh you get that for free marketplace if you happen to be watching this <laughs> um hopefully you don't mind us mentioning it anyway we just saw the movie uh so this is our instant review and uh, instantaneous yeah like the lights are so good out here that we're able to record outside at night it's pretty cool jinx and then they shut them off <laughs> yeah we're yeah they might turn them off while we're at it we'll, we'll see well, when, um, when's the last show time uh i think seven so yeah okay that might happen but if it does we'll just record in the dark so <laughs> <laughs> make it fun and then get mugged <laughs> So let's see. So, uh, so this we're gonna try to make this instant review as spoiler-free as possible, and then tomorrow that guy was in it. Are you kidding? Huh? Oh yeah. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna do a, a more in, in-depth review and connect it to some of the other things in the Marvel universe, etc. So, but uh, so first reactions. So out of five nerd hats, will uh, your initial reaction? How many nerd hats would you give it? Well, whenever I get out of a movie, I'm usually too excited and give something too high of a rating. 
So I want to say five, but maybe that's too high. I will say this though. Uh, I enjoyed this movie and thought it was much better than experience than uh, several of the past Marvel movies I've seen. Love and Thunder being one of the movies that I think this movie trumps, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, I would rate it higher than, than Love and Thunder as well. And we, I think we were maybe a little unfair to Thor Love and Thunder. Like when we first saw it, our instant review, we gave it 2.5. I think. Yeah, well, you Which know... It's a little low. I don't know. The second time yeah. I watched it, I was like, you know what? This is a little better than, than that. It was not meant to be your typical Marvel fare. Uh, Quantumanium was your typical Marvel fare, but Love and Thunder was a completely different beast. It was supposed to be a comedy, yeah. I think, and kind of like the f- like Ragnarok, you know, it threw me off the first time I watched it, and the second time I was like, this grew on me, and I liked it better. Uh, but... So, so for this film, I, I think I think we'll give it four nerd hats out of five. Um, I think that's a good solid review. I think that's one that'll hold up even after time, you know. But my instant thought: I'd say four nerd hats out of five. How about you? Yeah, that, that sounds fair. We need to get actual nerd hats and then stack them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I can put in a graphic or something where it's like do, 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 four nerd hats. <laughs> Um, so, so if you want to work for free in order to, to do graphics and animations contact us <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh, so anyway so yeah uh, so 4 out of 5 so let's think about categories uh, visual effects how would, yeah. you, how would you read the visual effects uh, it was really good it was really good um because we saw a lot of things that is typically not seen in most movies. <laughs> yeah, they got really creative, uh, which, you know, you it's the quantum realm, which who knows what that looks like. So, you know, they're pretty wide open in what they can experiment with. Most of the creatures were still, uh, what you call it, um, my hum- humanoid, I guess, yeah. like more or less, uh, or or somewhat of a copy of, of something in, in this realm, which I guess is, is supposed to be part of the Slug horses. the idea, right? We didn't see any tardigrades, though. Like, where were the tardigrades? I, I was just thinking of that. Maybe that's in a different part of the... Maybe it's like... The tardigrades are too big. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're... Uh, they must be outside of the void, because they, they had to go through the void to get here. Or, the, yeah. or, to be more precise, they got pulled through the void. So, but yeah, excellent visual effects right like I mean and there was like like literally like hundreds and hundreds of people involved in making the visual effects like I imagine they probably filmed the majority of it on green screen like oh yeah I'm sure that there were some physical sets but I'm sure they had green screens behind them and like yeah. running on green carpet and green screen a lot of CGI lots of CGI yes. I lived in the green yeah yeah now imagine imagine that I wonder if it has to get a little boring as an actor like you like, I mean, I'm sure. Again, there's some physical sets, yeah. but like, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe that's part of being an actor. You just have really good imagination. <laughs> voice actors, <laughs> like chase, chasing a guy with a ball on his head or something. Or, oh man, so this takes the cake. So apparently, 
uh, one of Tom Holland and Zendaya's kisses in the Spider-Man film. Yeah. Zendaya couldn't be there for one of them, so so there's this picture the, that was circula- circulating. He had to kiss some... I don't know if it was a man or a woman. I'm assuming it was a woman. He had to kiss a woman who was in a green suit. <laughs> what? So he's, like, kissing a green suit, and they, like, soup, they digitally replaced that with Zendaya later. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> I was like, nah, man, and, you can't do that. Like... And- and overly expensive. <laughs> it just too much it, work. <laughs> yeah. Um, the dying in here right now. <laughs> so anyway, this is definitely this is definitely the kind of film that you want to go to see on the big screen. You know, it's like a CGI fest. You know, but it's well done CGI. It's not not like you know, Superman's mustache. <laughs> Superman's mustache. So that's a uh, Justice League joke. Henry Cavill's mustache. Never mind. I don't get it. <laughs> okay. He doesn't you can t- get it. You can tell me later. <laughs> um, I demand the Snyder mustache. <laughs> okay. Moving Snyder on. stash. Um, okay, so yeah, visual effects really good. Uh, acting, the acting is solid. Uh, I love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is fun, you know, and, and he can do both pathos and, and comedy and drama uh you know the dude's the dude's talented and he and he makes it seem easy like you know what i mean he's just very relaxed in his roles but yeah he's he's talented he's, um he is and uh now that he's done three ant-mans maybe he'll be freed up from rogue ghostbusters <laughs> oh yeah that's right i forgot he was in that yeah uh, do they have a sequel plan for that yet yeah yeah it's already started filming Nice, nice. Uh, in London, I think. Doesn't he? He plays a teacher, I think, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's like a high school teacher that gets sucked into the. Yeah, I, I need to watch, rewatch that. I've got it on Blu-ray now. Oh, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Good movie, by the way. We'll review it one of these days. One of our retro reviews, I guess. Um. So yeah, so he did a really good job. Um. Obviously, Evangeline Lilly, you know, she's great. I've loved her in almost everything she's in. Um, back since I first saw her in Lost, you know, she was one of the big characters. Did you watch Lost back then? I was day? lost by Lost. You were lost by Lost. Very lost. Um, so she does a good job. Obviously, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, veterans of the, the industry. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer has a very prominent uh, role in this film, more so than Michael Douglas. I think she has more lines and... Is featured, I think, a little more in this film. I think so. I thought she, I thought she was great. Based on the plot, it was it was the best decision. Yeah, definitely better than her role as Catwoman. But then that was like thirty years ago. She was Catwoman. She played Catwoman. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I didn't realize that was the same person. Batman Returns. But again, again, thirty years ago, so she's had time to to um, grow and mature. Yeah. Well, I didn't <laughs> connect the dots and realize that. I've been watching Catwoman and Ant-Man, so I guess you and I are even now that you don't know the mustache. <laughs> uh, there we go. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, one of these days we should do a retro review of Batman Returns. Like, Ooh, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I've not watched it in a long time. Uh, I remember it as being my personal favorite of the two Michael Keaton Batmans. Yeah, I think it was better than the first. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of either one of them, but then I kind of got spoiled. Like, I actually saw them after I saw at least the first... first. I think at least Batman Begins. I saw that before I saw either of those. 
um, which a lot of people be like, <gasps> but so I kind of got spoiled uh, a little bit. But uh, but yeah, I need to revisit them. The I have revisited the original Batman, but I haven't. Anyway, we're off topic. <laughs> Very off topic. Um, so yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman is in you know is in this film uh, pretty prominently. And obviously, I mean, everybody knows this from the trailers, but you have Kang the Conqueror is, is in this film. Now, I have read some of the comics. I don't know. Have you read any of the Kang comics? No, I have not. I have not. I've read a few. I'm trying to remember. Spoiler alert. If you didn't know it, Kang's in this film. Yeah. I mean, he's in the trailers. I think, I mean, anybody who's been following the MCU should know by now that you know, before even seeing the film, we're up that's to our who, neck and kings. Yeah, that's who's in there. Obviously, uh, so like I was rewatching some. Like I rewatched, like in preparation for this, I rewatched the second Ant Man, like Ant Man and the Wasp, then End Game. This doesn't really connect to End Game at all. Not really. Uh, you just wanted to watch End Game. Yeah. Well, the quantum, like the quantum realm, it really just served as a vehicle for time travel in End Game. So they didn't really explore much about it and in game um, but obviously Ant-Man the Wasp is much more relevant and Loki would be the other series I think that is very relevant to this because you get introduced to one of the Kangs uh, towards the end of that he who remains yeah so uh, if you haven't like if you happen to watch or listen to this before you see the, the Ant-Man of the Wasp I recommend re-watching it or watching if you haven't seen it yet the series Loki on Disney Plus before seeing this because they will connect. Well, they, um, they will. So I don't think that's a spoiler necessarily, especially for anybody that's seen Loki. And then you see the trailer, you're like, oh, it's, it's that dude from, from, wait, he looks just like the dude from Loki. It's, but it's, it's a, and I don't think this is a spoiler. He's, he's a variant from another time. So, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Get used to that word variant. <laughs> yeah. It's going to come up. <laughs> it does. Obviously, it pops up a lot in Loki, in the series Loki. and uh, Especially. It does. It does. They, did, they didn't do too much on this one. But no, it not this one. But I feel like the MCU is heading in a, that direction. It does pop up. But yeah. So let's see. So we talked about the acting. We talked about the visual effects. The music was solid. Uh, it's done by the same guy that did the music for the Frozen, actually. Frozen 1 and 2. Cool. Uh, Christoph Beck. And I think he's done, I want to say he's done a couple of MCU films as well. Um, but yeah, I think that was really good. And um, so let's see. What else was it? Well, directing. Like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes there's, the, there's two forms of directing I feel that are really good. Is like there's the one where you, you, you don't even notice the directing. You know, I feel like that's pretty solid. But then there's others where you can tell like he's got his fingerprints, he or she has their fingerprints all over it and they're just an auteur of the of the art form. This falls more into the first category, I feel like like it's done really well. Like you you don't notice it, like because if it's really badly directed, then you know, you know. Um, you, you just you're like, oh, what were they thinking? Um, but if you don't notice it at all, that's often a sign that's been directed really well. Right. Especially if the actors are shining and, and doing a really good job. Um, so I feel like this falls into that category where it's, it's directed well and like 
such that you're just sucked into the story you don't really even think about who's directing it or what their choices are in general you know I I felt that way I don't know what do you think I, <clears throat> I saw someone walking behind us in the background and I zoned out for a while <laughs> he, he missed the last two minutes of what I said so. yeah just ask ask my wife and that was all the time that was me too yeah you can, you can ask my wife, she knows. <laughs> no idea what you just said, Richard. I'm sorry. It's okay, it's okay. Uh, I was talking about the directing. And then I started thinking about our shirts. Oh, we're both wearing space shirts. <laughs> yeah, like I'm wearing Chateau Picard. My, my um, mind was everywhere except where it needed to be. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, we're recording this on uh, Thursday the 16th. And um, the instant review anyway. And uh, any of you who love Star Trek... Uh, probably know that Picard season three, episode one, came out today, um, which I plan to watch uh, no later than tomorrow. Well, actually, no, we might watch it together because um, next Thursday we're yeah. recording an episode for you know the first week of March is going to be released. We're going to review the first two episodes of Picard season three, so preview. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be the first Wednesday in March. That episode will drop, but this episode will drop. It's coming Wednesday. So, yeah. So we both, so this pretty much wrapping up our interview. So we both gave yeah. it four nerd hats out of five. Our, yeah, that seems fair. Reactions. Yeah, I think, I don't think I'll change that, like, even given time. Like, I have had a few films where we were rated too low or too high right after seeing them. It's had like a strong reaction yeah. and then he gave it some thought later and I'm like you know what I yeah. wasn't fair or I was too nice <laughs> like when I got out of Amazing Spider-Man 2 and you asked me what I thought and I was like this is the best Spider-Man I've ever seen and you were like Will are you crazy this is terrible <laughs> oh man Electro Electro that's all that's all I gotta say about that Electro although I, I really like what they did with his character when he came back in the newest Spider-Man movie um so much better. Uh, Jimmy Fox would probably agree. <laughs> he was terrible. It's not even necessarily Jimmy Fox's fault. Uh, I'm just sad just, we didn't get to see more Rhino. <laughs> oh yeah, Paul Giamatti. I wonder how much he got paid for that little yeah. cameo. Like it was probably fun. He probably had fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, poor use of his talent. So I have to say, I'm always on a high when I get out of a movie. So my ratings aren't very uh, trustworthy. I think I do I do recommend though like watch this watch this without any drugs in your system the first time yes. but then go and rewatch it like, 90s child do, do, do some drugs. do some <laughs> do some shrooms or something like especially if, you know if you live in California go get some weed if you're a plumber maybe you know you and uh, it'll probably be legal in North Carolina for too long but uh, it'll be yeah you'll have probably more fun the second time <laughs> you might not remember much but or just it buy will some be alcohol a trip. at the concession stand. I will say though, if you if you have epilepsy, don't see this movie. <laughs> don't see this movie. <laughs> don't see this movie if you have epilepsy. It's it. Yeah, no, don't do it. <laughs> it will probably trigger a seizure. We should we should have an entire podcast separate from this one, just called "Don't See This Movie." <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good idea for a podcast. <laughs> Where we just watch movies that no one else wants to see that are, that are terrible until we just can't stand it. And, the final podcast is us on, on a bridge. <laughs> oh, no. That got really dark. <laughs> no, no, no. Dark comedy. Dark comedy. <laughs> That's actually a good idea for a podcast. Maybe we should totally do that. It's like, don't see this movie. 
there are a few other podcasts that do something similar to that out there, but we could do our own spin on it, you know, like pick movies that no one else has picked yet. Yep. Um, I have an idea I for joke, one. I joke, though. I joke. Um, Spaced Invaders. Did you ever see that back in the 90s? Spaced. might even be late 80s film. Spaced Invaders. No, but it rings a bell. They're these tiny little green men. Had the girl from uh, Jurassic Park, I believe, was in it. That was her first film. Um, really? Lex. Like yeah. Lex, but she was a little younger. So this must have been like late 80s. It was a movie from my childhood. Um, but yeah. It's, this childhood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't see it, obviously. Um, so anyway, this is our instant review. Um, and, but if you're listening to this on, well, obviously, if you're listening to this in podcast land, um, following it is going to be more in-depth review that we're going to record probably either tomorrow or Saturday. And um, but you'll be able to hear both, you know. So, so yeah. We can't wait to talk about that one guy who's in this film that I can't talk about. Yeah. Well, I think he. Doesn't he pop up in a trailer? I feel like I saw him in a trailer, so it wasn't. It didn't surprise me. I'm pretty sure he was in a trailer. Cause yeah, because when I, didn't I saw watch him, the when I saw him, oh okay, when I Not saw him, all of them. It, it didn't surprise me. Okay. So, um, but I if was he, surprised when they mentioned his name. If you haven't seen any trailers, you will be surprised. There's a cameo in the film. Um, that too. That too. Who are we talking about? It's Ghostbusters related. <laughs> just so you know. I was uh, talking about yep. the other guy. The other guy. I knew I knew that oh, you knew Ghostbusters that, related guy was in this. Oh, okay, so you knew that Bill Murray was gonna be. Yeah, him. yeah, it's in. He's in the trailer. Yeah. Ah, uh, so there's another guy. Well, I didn't see huh. that particular trailer, but I knew Bill Murray was on set filming, so it was just waiting to see who he was playing as. Ah. Uh, yeah. So he plays a a human-like character. A humanoid. Humanoid. Yeah, okay. they don't really explain that why there's like human, like some people that look look like humans down there in the quantum realm that were apparently I don't know if they're born or what, how that works in the quantum realm. They didn't know. they didn't explain any of that. Maybe they'll do that in some other series or yeah. film or something. Or not. Or not. Seems yeah. like a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of backstory. More things to mine for the next twenty years of the MC. <laughs> anyway, uh, we both need to get out of here and get to bed so that concludes our instant review so after this break and these messages uh our more in-depth review so stay tuned hey nerds richard here asking you to consider supporting this podcast if you go to our website anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd right there on the top of the page is a support button click on that and then you can select the level at which you would like to support us you can do 99 cents a month 4.99 a month or even 9.99 a month and as i've said before if you agree to do 9.99 a month will will come to your house and give you a hug and a kiss no not really just kidding <laughs> but you will definitely receive our gratitude so, take a minute today to go on there and let us know that you love us. Because, you know, we're desperate for that. So, just let us know. <laughs> Thanks, Sturds. Now back to our regular scheduled program. Nerds! Nerds. We're back. 
Back or again, again. Yes, my friend, friend. Five days later? Five days later. Yeah, five days later. So we recorded our instant review uh, last Thursday, immediately after seeing the film. And we're back Tuesday night. Because uh, our schedules have been kind of whack and sickness whack. has been going through my house, so we're recording it on the night before we release. Because that's just how whack, son. how things came out. So this is our, our our deep dive, and it will be spoiler filled. So know that nerds. Um, we're going to be talking free and open about the film. And we're not going to be worried about spoiling anything for you. So if you don't want to be spoiled and you haven't seen it yet, go ahead and turn off the episode. Come back. To the rest of it later. The spoiler cup runneth over. <laughs> Alright, so... In the interim, uh, I was able to finish watching Loki. Uh, Will had to work, I mean, because money. Money. You know. I have to work for money. <laughs> so he, Quote, he did not finish it, but you have seen it, so like you, you probably have a decent memory of, of how it ends. Um, a few of the, the smaller details I had forgotten, but, you know, the basic points of the plot I remembered from the first time I watched Loki all the way through. And as I mentioned in the um, the instant review we did, Loki definitely ties in in significant ways with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, obviously the cutscene at the end, by the way, spoilers, again, spoilers, the cutscene at the end... You know, we're jumping right to the end. Uh, actually, shows Loki and Mobius, uh, who have gone to, I guess, the 19th century, yeah, and found a version of He Who Remains. I'm guessing at this point, after oh. rewatching Loki, I'm, I'm guessing it might be He Who Remains, but I'm not sure. I'm just for just for sake of my brain not exploding. I'm going to say he's a variant of Nathaniel Richards, but it's not confirmed that this is the actual true name of the character in the MCU yet. This is just his true name in the comics. Of course, in that, in that case, he'd strangely be a... a ancestor of... Descendant. But he lived living in the 19th century, so he went back in time. Yes, he time-traveled back in time to the 19th century. This also happens in the comics. Yeah, that and makes sense. That's right, because... He changes his name every time he uh, he takes on a new persona. That makes sense. Is that the, at the end, like the final episode of, of Loki, where Loki and Sylvie, which is just another version of Loki, uh, by the way, for any of you who haven't seen the series, there'll be spoilers for that too, so if you haven't seen Loki yet, don't listen to this either. <laughs> um... I have questions about that. I know that we're not here to talk about Loki. Yeah, we are. We're oh, here great, to talk about how it, how it ties in to, uh, to Ant-Man Quantumania, so as long as it's relevant. It's not relevant. <laughs> I just can't figure out if Sylvie is Loki born as a girl or Loki who decided to transgender to a girl mm. using magic. I'm pretty sure she was born, okay. born female. I think that's the idea. And... Um, it, the implication is that that was her only crime against the timeline. That, although why they didn't just take her when she was a baby, I'm not sure. Yes, this is my point. Um, she does actually. It's in the final episode of the episode, bef- like the the penultimate episode. She asks um, Judge Reinhold, the the head of the 
the TVA, or at least the the head human there. The, well, I guess technically not, because he remains the known head is human. Yeah. But at this point, like episode five, at that point you don't know who the final person is. Um, but Sylvie asks her if if um, she remembers why Sylvie got pruned, and we don't know for sure whether the judge was lying or not. But she said she didn't remember, um, so we don't know for sure how Sylvie deviated from her her timeline. Um, but it's kind of left open for you to guess, like whether it might be just simply because she was a female variant of Loki. Which that would suck. But again, why wouldn't they have taken her as a baby? So it's probably something else. Like just um, didn't notice until she got older. Played with the wrong toy one day or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this baby is not a boy. Uh, unlike unlike uh, the Loki, the the young like he's like twelve or thirteen, who they find in the void at the end. Um, his his deviation was killing his brother Thor. <laughs> <laughs> at like age twelve. Yeah. I don't know if Thor was twelve at the time. Um, is that something I don't know? Because I know Thor and Loki kind of grew up together, but then the question is. Okay, we're getting off topic, <laughs> which we are want to do. Um, I just want to know whether or not Frog Thor and Loki Alligator were from the same timeline, and if they were brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there is like a. Uh, you see him very briefly. Uh, there's a tiny Thor stuck in a jar in the void, like buried under the ground in the void. I, isn't that Frog Thor, or is that just a tiny Thor? He's just a tiny Thor. Oh, okay. He's just trying to get out, so he's like hopping in the jar, and he can't get out of the little jar. That would that would absolutely suck, like to be stuck there for like eternity, or until you physically die. Like, which I don't know how long it takes for Asgardians to die of natural causes. Um, Odin, it seemed like Odin just decided to to go sort of to the he, little pixie dust he was like thousands of years old apparently um yeah anyway so yeah Loki <laughs> Loki does tie in um particularly the final episode of Loki where you know 2012 Loki variant Loki and Sylvie um go through Elioth you know, they managed to enchant the beast Eliath, who's in the void, and then they find the house at the end of time, more or less. And you can see, you can see like a, a visual manifest, visual manifestation of the sacred timeline, kind of surrounding the house. And then they go inside, and eventually meet he who remains, and they're surprised to find out that he's just human. And in the comics. Eliath is a time monster that Ravona, uh, the wife of Kang, has to summon the Avengers out of their timeline to help her defeat defeat the creature. So, this is just a random nugget I got. Nice. Yeah, Will's our resident researcher, so he was doing some research this today. Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to think of something else. Oh, yeah. Something very significant that, that definitely ties in to the Ant-Man storylines. Obviously, the the climax of Loki, like with Loki and Sylvia, are faced with a choice. They're given a choice by He Who Remains to either rule 
the TVA together and continue his work in protecting the sacred timeline. Or, I think it basically gives them the two options, like, or kill him, and if he get if he's killed, then chaos will ensue, and all the other kings, you know, he's implying that he's the one holding back all the other kings, and then he said there will basically be chaos and most likely another multiversal war, which I think you may have referenced that in our instant review. I'm trying to remember. Definitely one of our conversations with each other, like you talked about, the next Avengers movie has already been announced, and it's going to be... Avengers King Dynasty, and then after that, Avengers Secret Wars. Yeah, so the Secret Wars must be the Kroll-Scree Wars, I'm guessing. No, no. that no? From the comics, that would be the Beyonder. Uh, you you remember the Beyonder from the okay? Mm. He was a I think he was a big part of the Spider-Man animated series. Uh, if you watch that, do you remember the episodes where Spider-Man is taken to this alien planet and then he gets to choose heroes from the from anywhere in the timeline? So he chooses Captain America and the Fantastic Four, and uh, likewise, there's a villain that gets to choose villains from anywhere in the timeline and they all fight. Hmm. I don't think I got that far. Uh, the Beyonder, the it's like a a game of chess. That the Beyonder is some sort of divine being that wants to know what's who's stronger, good or evil. Hmm. So I don't know how the MCU will portray this and whether or not Beyonder will be a part of Secret Wars. But Beyonder is a part of the Secret Wars from the '80s, if I'm correct, if I'm remembering this correctly. I didn't read every single comic, but, you know, from what I've read and heard, um, I, I think that's... Well, if they're invoking accurate. the actual title, then I'm sure they're going to tie it in, but yeah. put their own spin on it, obviously. But So the next one... So it, it seems obvious to me that, that some of the... Some of the King Wars, which obviously at the end of Ant-Man, Quantum Mania, you know, you see where... Kang the Conqueror is potentially dead, killed potentially. by potentially. You know, it's just left as an open question to some degree, but he appears to die slash be killed by Ant Man and the Wasp there towards the end. And then, at the very least, the other Kangs believe him to be dead. So now they're planning to just—I don't know what exactly they're planning to do. Like they plan to just start a war. They plan to invade like every because it seems like they're working together, which wouldn't be the same as a multiversal war. Well... So it's like, I wonder what they're going to do. From from what I read on Wikipedia about all of this, uh, it says that King the Conqueror uh, got with some of his variants throughout the timeline. Uh, his past and future selves, he got Pharaoh Ramatut, which we did see at the end... Uh, okay. Yeah, in the, in the final scene. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure exactly who the other Nathaniel Richards or Kings we saw were, but but I definitely remember seeing a Pharaoh character. So he gets Pharaoh Ramatut and um, maybe Immortus, which is another name for He Who Remains. Apparently, uh, Immortus is the one that works with the TVA. That's that variant. The one that created the TVA. Uh, in the comics, he actually works for the TVA as a kind of a good guy, hmm. 
kind of not a good guy. It's confusing. So they twisted it for the MCU. Yeah. And he created the TVA in yeah. this instance. But in the comics, he did not create the TVA. The TVA recruited him. Hmm. Okay. Uh, of course, he could have also been lying about it, which yeah, probably won't know until the second season of Loki, if that were the case. If that were the case. That might um, be a twist, because they they do show, like, Judge Reinhold walks through a portal, but we don't know where she's going. Yeah. And we do get the idea that she wants to know, she wants answers. So, yeah, maybe that's something yet to be uncovered in yeah. Loki Season 2. Well, you, you know those three lizard people that supposed, supposedly found the TVA? Oh, yeah, the, the and well, at least the androids or the images yeah. of them. Yeah, one comics, the, they really did found the TVA, the three uh, lizards. Okay. But the twist in the MCU is that the three lizards are just... Androids. Androids uh, created by He Who Remains. So there's this little plot twist. Unless, unless he killed the original three. The, this is possible. This mm. is possible. Um... Yeah, I guess. <laughs> now it is interesting too, like the very end of Loki, um, like after the after Sylvie pushes twenty twelve Loki variant back, like New York the New York New York Loki, we'll call him New York Loki. Um or actually to be more precise, end game Loki. We'll call him end game Loki. You mean uh, he's the one that, that gets the the Tesseract, you know, in end game when they go back in time. And right. Iron Man drops the Tesseract. Or you could call Loki. him Avengers 2012 Loki. Either way. Yeah. Um, he's the 2012 variant, whatever. Yeah. Um, she, so she pushes him through a portal back to the TVA, and then she proceeds to kill He Who Remains. And He Who Remains tells her, like, hey, you'll see me again. Fess says, I'll see you soon. So he basically tells her, like, he will come back in some form. Yeah. Um, she'll see him again. And, of course, he also warns about the chaos and the multiversal war, which she doesn't believe him. The other Loki does believe him. And, um... Yeah. Of course, he doesn't... He warns about chaos, I guess, not necessarily a multiversal war. Because, yeah, if they're, if they're coordinating, like they showed in the final scene of Ant-Man, they'll call... They call like the main four guys, Kangs or whatever, called the others together. So it's like, are they all gonna wage war on just one of the Kangs or one of the one of the universes, ostensibly mainstream, the MCU universe or whatever? Well, in the comics, um, Kang the Conqueror allied with at least two other Kangs or Nathaniel Richards that he thought he could not defeat. And together they formed the Council of Kings, and their purpose was to defeat all the other Kings. Hmm. Um, so maybe they're going to betray yeah. all the other Kings that were there. Yeah. And um, in the comics, King the Conqueror, after they do defeat all the weaker Kings, uh, he kills one of the other members on the Council of Kings, one of the other two members. And then he he gets pulls the Avengers out of the timeline and sticks them on the remaining Kang. Um, I think ultimately he wins, but the Avengers stop him. It's really it's confusing time travel stuff anyway. But <laughs> but then later in the comics, uh, because you can't keep a good king down, uh, you have a kajillion kings again. 
and this time they form the cross time council of kings uh, they're not fighting each other anymore I guess the Kang gang I like it let's <laughs> go with it the Kang gang you heard it here folks working on the Kang gang <laughs> oh by the way apologies if this makes a lot of sound I'm gonna check make sure we're still recording <laughs> I hope so We are. Excellent. <laughs> that would suck if we had just, just lost like a bunch of conversation. I feel like we were, we were getting on a roll there. Yes, my brain can only divulge so much information. Yeah, we've got that. More than we're using once. my iPad and we've got it turned around so we can use the better camera, but the, the, the downside is that I can't see uh, us. <laughs> so, yeah, one of these days we'll have like a really nice set up with like a 4k camera that has the little flip screen that you can turn around and see and like overhead boom mic or something a little, a little remote control. when we're rich you know because we're gonna be rich someday right or a camera person yeah or we just have some dispensable income <laughs> <laughs> just a, just yeah. some dispensable income i remember when i used to have a dispensable income <laughs> <laughs> what was that <laughs> it was that was before the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. You did have more money. Good. Back. You did have more money back then. That's true. Uh, no life was good. <laughs> anyway, we. Uh, sorry for the distraction there, folks. Um, I'll probably edit this out. But if I don't, apologies. Where do we leave off? Darn it. So the uh, the Kang gang. Kang gang. Yeah. Working on that Kang gang. Kang gang. Cheech and Chong in the Kang gang. No. Yeah, two very different things. So, um, <laughs> my train is derailed. What's your train cargo carrying? So let's uh, we're about about halfway through the deep review here. Well, ish. Um, let's circle back around to Ant Man itself. And, yes. And at this point, we're talking almost exclusively about Kang and He Who Remains, Loki, Sylvie. We haven't talked much about the other elements of of the film. Um, so, let's see. Oh yeah, the so the the spoiler that you were gonna reveal. You want to go ahead and reveal that. Um, you remember from the instant review, you were gonna reveal something. <laughs> Mechanized organism designed only for killing. <laughs> Modok. Yeah, I wasn't talking about Bill Murray. I was talking about Modok. Yeah, or Modok. Um. Or Modofk because of the four there. <laughs> four killing, yeah, Modofk. Conveniently leave the the four out, Modofk. It's uh, just I, a preposition. You can toss it out. Yes. And and uh, I want to just to say that his his biography on Wikipedia was a lot less confusing than Kang's. I bet. <laughs> but they they did make a significant change, which is where the surprise yeah, came in, yeah. right? Like um, that was not Modok's origins. No. Uh, yeah, I, I did want comics, to talk right? about that. Yeah, let's do that. This is obviously directly related to the film, and yeah. it's a spoiler because like you don't meet Modok until like, at least halfway through the film. I don't think like yeah, um, yeah, and then it's it's a pretty big surprise like who he is. Uh, yeah, I I tried to avoid spoilers before a movie, so yeah, I didn't know. I had yeah. no idea. I mean, you know, maybe maybe you. It's, it's are definitely not the trailers, uh, which that was on yeah. purpose, obviously. 
yeah, maybe you audience already knew Modoc was going to be in it coming in, but we didn't, and I like that, but we didn't. Um, now, Modoc in the comics, he is, uh, one reason I didn't expect seeing him, him, not only is he ridiculous in live action, <laughs> but, uh, and I'm so glad that they actually did it. They did, they just went for it. Yeah. Uh, they actually went for it. They didn't try, except for the armor but there was a reason why they, he had the armor face, but it, it flips up. Uh, except for that, they 100% comic accurate Modoc. Not backstory, but just just his design. And I'm so glad they did it. It's ridiculous, but uh, he is not an Ant-Man villain. And, and that's one reason I didn't expect to see him. He's a Captain America villain. As weird as that is. <laughs> um, Imagine if he had showed yeah. up in 1942, like well, he is. Uh, he was. Like, yeah. Was it? Uh, oh crap! Okay, I'm trying to remember the name of the villain in the first, first film. Red Skull. Red Skull. Yeah, Red Skull's like Captain America. Is my secret weapon. Uh, that was the very bad um, Hugo Weaving impression. Um, <laughs> my secret weapon, Murdoch. No. Murdoch. <laughs> Murderoch. For some reason, I've chosen an acronym that only makes sense in English. This is true. <laughs> My German is way off tonight. Uh, I can do a better German. It's, just, it's not working tonight for some reason. So, in the comics, Modoc is... Uh, I've been doing so much Kang research, I forgot. I don't remember his, his real name. It's not Darren Cross. That's... Yeah, that's but, a surprise. Yeah, that's a surprise. Darren? <laughs> that's but, that said about what with each character <laughs> that sees him, you know, like Darren, because it's like I mean, it's giant zoomed-in head of Darren, the only recognizable feature of Darren. It's like Darren. I think the audience <laughs> was also going Darren. <laughs> and it, it's funny because it's like such a, it's like a, you know, it's like it, it's I'm trying to. Think. It's like one of those names that's just like, you don't think they're going to be evil. It's like, Dar Darren, better watch out for Darren. <laughs> it's like, you know. Yeah. Uh, better, better run, Darren is coming. <laughs> doesn't, so, doesn't exactly strike fear into one's heart. So I'm just looking up Modoc's uh, biography for a quick second. Uh, George Tarleton, that's it. In the comics, his name was George Tarleton. He was a scientist working for AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, don't they, don't they pop up in the same man movie? Didn't AIM pop up? In, in Ant-Man? Yeah, I feel like they... You mean the original Ant-Man? No, like this most recent one. For some reason, that's ringing a bell. AIM. Advanced Idea Mechanics. If I did, yeah. I missed it. But I get, uh, but they are already in the MCU. They were in Iron Man three, Aim. Hmm. Or, oh, maybe that's maybe that's where yeah. the bells ringing because I watched that not too long ago. And they also appeared in Agents of Shield. Ah, which I have so, not watched yet. Uh, in the comics, uh, an Aim scientist, George Tarleton. It was George, right? <laughs> All of a sudden he gets yeah, up and starts dancing to Tom Jones. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. <laughs> Tarleton? No. 
Sorry. First principle error reference for those of you who are young <laughs> or oh. haven't seen Dancing with the Stars in the last five years. Either way. Continues. This is true. Actually, but, uh, th- actually, he might be alive and well in Gen Z through like memes and gifs. I is hope it so. gifs or <laughs> gifs? Like I know there's controversy because that over whether it's gifs or gifs. To be alive. Yeah. yeah, and he's actually apparently really talented dancer because he he like killed it on Dancing with the Stars apparently. Like. Did you know he was a Ghostbuster once? Really? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, the actor. An animated. Yeah, an animated. Oh, okay. He was in Extreme Ghostbusters. He played uh, the Black Ghostbuster. Oh, oh well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, because every team needs one black <laughs> one black. for some reason. Oh, man. Oh. We, we need to have a Ghostbuster team with three blacks and one white. <laughs> we got to have shoehorned diversity. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, there's okay. just sometimes there's just sometimes where it's obvious that white white people are the ones that wrote it. They're trying to... I mean, you know, points for trying, I guess, on, on some level. But, but, yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work. I'm just like... Um, there was actually I was watching a SNL skit about Frozen 2 and they were talking about Matthias the Matthias character who's black and you know it, it did strike me a little bit when I first saw it but I didn't think too much about it but then they really brought it out it's like you have they were making a joke of like the other two guards and like Knudsen and Njolgnir you know very Norwegian names and then Matthias is like it's like, why are you here, Matthias, in Norway in in 1840? <laughs> um, so yeah, not historically accurate, but then Frozen is takes place, and maybe that's where they just is like, well, you know, it's a fictional, yeah, fictional story, very fictional story that does sort of take place in a real inn. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's the world of Disney. Yeah, yeah. Um, the mermaids can be black. Yeah, <laughs> that too, because like the story of the Little Mermaid originates in in Europe, like that's where it came from. So that feels a little bit shoehorned as well. It's like I get it, like you 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 want representation. But I'm like, why do you need to rebrand an existing like just create a new amazing character who's who's black from the start? Like just do that. Like well, like King T'Challa. You know, he's always yeah. been black, right? He's from yeah. Africa. Amazing character. Let's make him Asian now. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> tell me how kidding. that would make sense. I'm you know, just kidding. It's like, and I get it, you know, we're a couple old white guys, older white guys, talking about this. Um, but yeah, like... I don't care what color I, the little mermaid is, personally. I, I don't think that's the best way to do it, you know, to, to, to keep... And again, these decisions are probably being made by white people. And I know they they get some props from... You know, it, it it just, but I feel like some of the self-congratulatory stuff is coming only from other white people. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're diverse, yeah, ten points, white people. Ten points. It's like, no, man, like go us, we're not big. Or, or better yet, just <laughs> let black people, you know, let people, let them tell their own stories. Yeah. You know, which increasingly they're getting chances to do, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, well, like Ryan Coogler, you know, he got to direct. Um, I know it's not it's not a historical story, but you know, he got to direct. Black Panther, yeah, did a great yeah. job. You know, and that and that totally made sense. You know, it's like, um, yeah. So, anyway, Ant Man, Ant Man, uh, Modoc. So George Charlton was a scientist for AIM, and he undergoes an experiment, 
that's supposed to make him a super genius, give him psychic powers, but instead, well, it works, but his head gets really huge, and his body can't support his head anymore, so they make him a chair yeah. that flies around, and, and uh, this is ridiculous for live action, but they made it work in Ant-Man 3 by having it to be Darren Cross, who... And it's in the quantum realm yeah. for another, because there's all kinds of weird stuff in the quantum realm, so it's like... Imagine if he'd been like floating around San Francisco earlier, <laughs> earlier in the film. <laughs> He's like, I'm back. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, uh, and, and I want to get to that later, by the way. The possibility of him coming back. I want to talk about that. Really? Doesn't he? I mean, he, he did. Well, it was a really ridiculous death. Do you think that he just pretended to die? <laughs> I hope so, because he needs to come back. It could be. They're, he they're, really they're, needs to come back. With <laughs> I don't know. Is there going to be I another... I die happy now. I know Ant-Man. <laughs> I think there's an Ant-Man will return, but the question is, is he going to have another Ant-Man movie, or is it just going to be in the, the next Avengers movie? Which, there's another question, too, is like, which Avengers are going to be in the next Avengers movie? Like, are you going to have like Ant-Man of the Wasp, but then like the new Hawkeye? It's like you introduce like, the new young Hawkeye... Is she going to be in it? Um, which have you seen that series yet? Well, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Just check it out. Francis Pugh is awesome in that. By the way. Well, this leads us to Young Avengers, right? Yeah. Why not? Let's go there. Well, Young Avengers is in the comics, and that is a new Captain America, a new. Uh, not. It's not. Is it Rhodey? No, it's not Rhodey. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Iron Man sidekick. Um, yeah, he's what, Iron Patriot? Yeah, Iron Patriot. Iron... Or War... He prefers War, War Machine. War, but... War, no, Iron Patriot, is that Osborne in the comics? I'm getting... He wore the... Yes, yes, I, he... That I don't know. I, I haven't read enough Iron Man comics, so... I think that was Dark Avengers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're getting off topic yeah. again. <laughs> um, at least it's still Marvel. Back to Ant-Man. Bill Murray dies. Bill Murray dies. Or yeah. does he? Or does he? That's true. They didn't show the death. What was his character's name again? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember what his character's name was. I know they say it multiple times, and my brain is at a loss right I, now. I don't remember. He, he's like human. But he was very human, Bill Murray. He's human in the ways that count. <laughs> because yeah. apparently he and... Do you think he uh, ad-libbed his own lines like he does for all the other movies? <laughs> That would explain why Michelle Pfeiffer was like giving him the stank eye. Like, <laughs> like, okay, that was because she's just like, really. If he did, that that, that that's pretty. Just like that might not have even been in the script, and he's just like, yes, I was. It's like, wait, but are you human? It's like, nah, in the ways that count. Knowing, knowing look. Um. If it was, then they obviously they had to write the later scene in where you know she needs <laughs> yeah both the Pims are talking about times they hooked up with someone in the thirty year interim period and their daughter oh. and their daughter's like oh my god <laughs> it's like and then she's just like don't tell, you know it's like don't tell me that. <laughs> and then she's like right there but you know you know that reminds me Hank said that he had dated someone named Linda and I'm just wondering is it Linda Carter. Uh. No, no, that's Peggy Carter. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking about Peggy Carter. Never mind. Who's Linda Wait, Carter? Is that an actress? 
Huh. Are you are you crossing comic worlds here into DC? Like, probably thinking of the actress who used to play Wonder Woman. I think so. Okay. Uh, Never mind. Linda something. I think. Uh, I thought he was talking about Peggy Carter. I'm just I'm just all confused. <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> <coughs> She's like yeah, it was Linda. You know we hooked up a few times. Like it didn't work out. And um, dang it, I cannot think of. I cannot think of either. There's so Hank. Is it Hank Pym? Yeah, Hank Pym. Hank Pym. I can't think of his wife's name right now. Michelle Pfeiffer's Janet. character. Janet. I should remember that too because Michael Douglas has this really good way, just of saying Janet. <laughs> He's like Janet. He gives it character. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. And yeah, she's like anywhere. He's like, cause you, she wasn't you, babe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, the thought of her—that's a good comeback. What is it? it was like entire marriage. Hank. When, when Hope, Hope asked, Hope asked her about why she hooked up with the Bill Murray. She's like, "You hooked up with him?" It's just like he was charming at one time. At one time. <laughs> or he used to be charming. <laughs> uh, I was like, <laughs> I can't believe Paul Rudd wasn't like. Why does he look like Bill Murray? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Break the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden Deadpool shows up in the quantum verse yeah. so people a long time ago were saying that Tom the quantum Holland, realm excuse me not quantum verse Sorry. Tom Holland was dropping Star Wars references uh, in his first outing in Captain America Civil War and people were saying why doesn't Tom Holland just be like wait Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Wait, Shaft? <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh, dang. What was his... <laughs> what was his character's name in Jurassic Park? Dang it. No, that's the that's the hunter. Dang. I don't remember. I know who you're talking about. Dang it. the head of security. Yeah, the guy who gets his... Or all that's left of him is an arm. That creeped me out as an 11-year-old, by the way, that scene. Side note. Side note. I always yeah. wondered if he survived just without a arm. <laughs> hey, you never know. You, you, like, of course, then why did why would the Velociraptor not eat the arm? It just left, you know, if that's all it got. Ah, yeah, my my mind's drawing a blank right now. I haven't watched Jurassic Park in a while. Um, yeah, I do always remember his quote though. I mean, it's hard not hard to forget that. It's like, hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butt. MFers. So, have you heard of the Micronauts? I think they're called the Micronauts anyway. Huh. Uh, I think that's a Marvel book of characters that exist within the quantum realm. And I'm just wondering if we saw them as mm. part of the Freedom Fighters in this film. And that's something I didn't have time to research, but I'm wondering about it. Could be. Yeah, it's, it's like there's this whole world down there with strangely humanoid creatures... It's like and here's a here's a very here's a question. Like, is there oxygen down there? And like like how how is it the people that shrink down are able to survive? It's probably not Yeah, this is where the science breaks down. Because like the they would be so small that they wouldn't be able to breathe oxygen molecules. So like how would they survive? Hmm. But it's like the same thing of like where there's oxygen, a perfect oxygen, nitrogen, you know, mixture 
on Thanos' home planet. You know, they're able to fight without masks of any kind, you know. Uh, can't be troubled with, you know, scientific accuracy. Yeah, it's like, why would... Yeah. But then, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm rambling. Apparently. Save me, Will. Well, I'm just looking up uh, the Micronauts. Uh, Do they ride micro-machines? They haven't updated the Wikipedia for the newest film yet, but yes, the Quantum Realm is the home of the Micronauts. Speaking of which, Hasbro? Hasbro. Paramount? Why have you not made a Micro Machines movie yet? G.I. <laughs> Joe? Out the Wazoo? No Micro Machines? What's up with that? Just saying. Well, depending on what Hollywood puts out, you might be grateful they didn't make it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. It probably... I mean... Just think not, it. Snake Eyes, I, have to, I haven't seen it yet, but the trailer did make it actually make me kind of want to see it. Um, not enough to go pay theater prices. Right. Um, I might. I don't know. I only have one life. Not enough time. <laughs> you know. I, this is true. <laughs> See, this is where I'm getting now, like, now that we're doing, like, these regular, like, TV movie reviews, like, so I used to listen to, uh, shout out for another podcast, by the way, Film Spotting, uh, it's hosted by two Chicago film critics, and they get, they do it for a living, you know, they review movies for a living, and they talk regularly about the fact that they rarely have opportunities to revisit a movie once they've seen it, you know, especially if they, you know, because they're always having to review something new, like, every week, because that's their job, and then they also have a podcast on top of that. I've always wondered if that just makes you hate movies. I don't know, like, they don't, they don't seem to get there, like, because they, they, like, really get deep into okay, the, cool. the, the nuts and bolts of filmmaking, and, you know, they, I mean, they cover, <coughs> excuse me, they cover popular movies, but they also cover, like, very... I don't think obscure is the right word, but like independent films, like artistic films, um, things that, you know, your average movie goer had never even heard of, you know, or filmmakers, you know, uh, but they talk about it with such, with passion and like they teach you about filmmaking as, as they're doing the podcast. So, Hey, if you like good movies and good movie reviews, go check out film spotting. You guys got that for free. Film spotting. Because I know you're listening. Film spotting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Um, distracting myself again. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's see. We well, talked oh. about Kang. We talked about Modoc. We talked about Micronauts. We haven't talked about um, uh, Ant Man's daughter. Um, right. Dang it. What about my, my brain is like. What's. Ugh. Well, I know they. They he calls her Peanut, but I can't think of her, her first name right now. I don't my, remember. My either. brain is. Yeah. I think she's a part, supposed to be part of the Young Avengers. That's right. I started talking about the Young oh, Avengers. Oh, she become she become like the new or Ant Woman, I guess. You know, she, she wasn't given a superhero name in this film. No, no, not in this one. Um. But yeah, she has she doesn't have wings, so it's basically a copy of of I mean it's yeah. fitted for her. Obviously Hank made it for um bad grandpa. Bad grandpa. <laughs> no, actually it ends up helping her 
quite a bit in the quantum realm. So. so one of Kang's other identities is Iron Lad, and Iron Lad is a young Avenger. He huh. is a obviously um, an Iron Man. Descendant, air copy. Yeah, um, uh, he's like Nightwing to Tony Stark's Iron Man or something. Yes, something like that. Like yeah, but Iron Man two. He he is Iron he Man. is a, he is the Tony Stark's Iron Man as Nightwing is to Batman. Yeah, Bruce Wayne's Batman. Then, then again, we've or already gotten Iron Heart in the uh, Black Panther two Wakanda Forever film. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to do Iron Lad or not, but they could. Uh, Iron Lad is Kang, a young Kang. You don't remember Ironheart from uh, Wakanda Forever? Dang it, I'm drawing a blank right now. I, I actually kind of wish they had... I need to rewatch it. I was looking forward to her character, but... Uh, it didn't hit home for me, but that's okay because... You know, I haven't read the comics, so maybe they got her comic accurate and I didn't know it. But I was looking forward to that. Um, yeah, they they gave her a Wakanda armor, uh, but sent her back home. Basically, she's going to have to build her own armor for her next appearance. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I guess that just went right past me when I saw the movie. I'm sure, if I saw a picture, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was the girl... The college-age girl that the FBI or whatever was after, she had... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one that was like... Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that, that clicked. Yeah, and she, like, designed the suit. And yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to get an Iron Lad since we already have that successor mm. uh, to the Iron Man franchise, but well, you never know. I thought it was going to be Pepper Potts in the blue suit. The daughter? No, Pepper. Oh, Pepper. I'm sorry. She shows up in the blue suit at the end of Endgame. No, I, I doubt she would ever put it back on. It's like, <laughs> Wait, that's with Paltrow, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She doesn't even remember what MCU movie she's actually been in. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, wait, was that the one with Taika Waititi? Wait, no, I've never, never been in a Taika Waititi movie. film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, she's more interested in her um, goop empire right now. So. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I just don't expect her to come back to the MCU. Yeah, no, Endgame, I think, was a, a good yeah. way to end. I mean, Tony Stark is dead now, and, like, so, yeah, and she's been doing it long enough. You know, she probably doesn't have much interest in coming back. Like. Yeah, I just thought you were talking about the daughter for a split second there because there were fan theories that the daughter would come back in some sort of form as a new Iron Man or mm. Iron Luck Girl. I mean, something. that can still happen, yeah. Yeah, but but I'm glad they're doing Ironheart since that's actually a character from the comics. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Once you started talking about her a little more, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was actually pretty prominent yeah. in the in the film, obviously. Um. Yeah. So let's see. I think we're going on pretty long enough with our our deep dive. Um, could always get deeper. <laughs> deeper and deeper into the quantum realm. So, um, I guess since we're right about the end of the episode, uh, 
and we'll talk about uh, what we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, so next week's episode, we're going to be reviewing the the first two episodes of season three of Picard. That's right. And uh, with special guests um, Lars Desenza and Casey of at Holodeck Four. Um, so yeah, check out Lars Desenza's at Fugtographer on Instagram. He's also um, a co-host of the at Trekmissy podcast. Uh, which is on Instagram, on YouTube. You can listen to it on Spotify. I think it's only on Spotify right now. But then at Holodeck 4, you know, she she posts Star Trek memes like at least 10 a day, maybe 12 a day. Yeah, she's like constantly reposting Star Trek memes and uh, yeah, humorous Star Trek memes. So if you love good Star Trek memes, check out her stuff on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube now as well. But anyway, they're going to be our guests uh, next week, and we'll be reviewing those first two episodes, uh, which reminds me, uh, I think, yeah, we got to figure out when we're gonna when we're gonna watch them. Like, yeah. So anyway, nerds, um, any final thoughts, Mr. Reverend Nerd, Mr. Boyer? Boyer. Here's to. Campaign Modoc 2024. <laughs> Resurrect Modoc. Or Resurrect Modoc ain't dead. Yeah. He has to come back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Modoc. <laughs> Modoc Returns, directed by Tim Burton. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, well, they brought they brought uh, 89 Batman back. Well, by the way, totally different topic, but a nerd topic nonetheless. Did you see the trailer for the new Flash movie? I saw one of them. I'm not sure. I think there's one out there I haven't seen yet. But I've read some articles dissecting all the bat suits that we, we saw in it. And, mm-hmm. and I saw a picture of... Uh, yeah, it does seem like Christian Bale's yeah. Batman shows up at one point. Or at yeah. least his motorcycle seems to show up. Yeah, exactly what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, I haven't seen the, that trailer yet. But I definitely am aware of it. I'd be surprised if Christian Bale actually shows up. So I wonder if it's like just, just him riding the bat cycle at some point. But you never know. You never know. If you give him enough money, maybe he'll yeah. come back. Um, I think he has said in the past he wouldn't come back unless Christopher Nolan was directing. But once again, you can always have some sort of stunt double and just wearing the suit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like just him, like driving through Gotham or something. Um, yeah, because studios will do that too. They'll like tease you and be like, oh, "Is Christian Bale gonna be in this?" I was like, "No," but Batfleck obviously is in it, and because uh, he's in the trailer that at least the trailer that I saw, he shows up. Yeah. So he's in it. Um, really? Oh, he is. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. and then uh, of course Michael Keaton, you know, is in it um, as Batman. Just suspect he'll be. I mean, he's older, better actor now. I think in in many ways. Question is, will he be Bruce Wayne at all in it, or will it be Batman the whole time? Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's a good question. <coughs> what is the? Uh, I guess it depends on the runtime of this film, <laughs> depending on even if they have time for that. By the way, um, the DC animated film, The Flashpoint Paradox, is excellent. You should check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, uh, jury's out on whether this one will be. The trailer didn't get me very excited, to be honest with you. Really? Uh, but part of that, yeah. the trailer wasn't done particularly well, 
uh, in my opinion. But obviously, part of that is just the whole controversy around the main actor, yeah. which is very unfortunate because we're all excited about. Yeah, Batman. we've been looking forward to this. We're just excited you know. about Batman. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like it kind of kind of ruins it, and you know, I doubt he'll be back, you know, as as Flash. Um, so which I'm fine with. I, I never really liked him as Flash anyway. No, I you know I didn't um, either. What they should have done, what they should have done, you know. I wonder if he'll pop up and that would be cool. Grant Gustin? No, they, they should have um they should have asked Michael Rosenbaum to to come be Flash. That would have been great. Because dude, like I think he's right at right at fifty or, or forty, so he's still relatively young, he's in good shape. Um, but he did the voice of him in like in the Justice oh, League yeah. and uh, most of the DC yeah. movies. And he was great, like in the animated series voice. It's like, but I think he could have pulled off the live action Flash as well. He actually didn't play Barry Allen though. He played uh, Brain Part. He played Kid Flash. What's mm-hmm. his secret identity? In the comics, Kid Flash becomes Flash Flash after Barry Allen dies or disappears into the Speed Force. Oh, so he's oh, not... Wally West. That's it, Wally West. Oh, so he wasn't. He wasn't Barry Allen Flash in the Justice League? Not in the animated series. He was Wally West. Uh, they just skipped to Wally West for some reason and didn't even use Barry Allen. <coughs> just like how they didn't use Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern, they used... Mm-hmm. Uh, John. Yeah, John Stewart. John Stewart, yeah. yeah. But not, not no, that John Stewart. No, I mean, I love that Flash, though. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. And I, th- I think he would have done a good job as Flash, live-action Flash, too. Um, he's got that... He's like that as a person too. Like he's got that sense of humor. Which he didn't get to show very often as Lex Luthor in, in Smallville. Oh, you know, like, is that him? Yeah, that's him. Oh, um, but cool. he actually has hair okay. in real life. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, and he has a uh, oh, what's it called? He has a podcast. Just look up Michael Rosenbaum, and his podcast will probably come up. I'm trying to remember the name of it right now, but uh, yeah, I recommend it. And he hasn't actually. I think we've plugged it before. Because he had a really good interview with Kevin Conroy. So back when we did our episode on Kevin Conroy. So go back and listen to that episode of ours so you can find out the name of Michael Rosenbaum's podcast. You know, don't Google it. Go back and listen to our episode <laughs> so you can find out. Um, but no, yeah, excellent interview there. Yeah, I cannot think of the name of his podcast right now, but it's, it's enjoyable. Um, he's just very candid, very down-to-earth guy. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a cool podcast. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. Dang it. Dang it. It's, it's too late at night. Fire. It's too late at night. All right. Let's wrap this up. Nerds, it's been a pleasure. Fellow nerds. Sayonara. Live long and prosper. And what's some other good advice? Uh, stay away from Bill Murray. No. <laughs> Don't let don't let Bill Murray near your wives. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Human in all the ways that count. Like, I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep looking at the camera again. Like, all right.
thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Irreverent Nerds Podcast. And thank you once again to myself and Will for hosting. Uh, no guests this week, but we had a good time. And this is classic Will and Richard. You know, these are things we have done for years. We have gone to watch superhero movies. It's one of the reasons why this podcast started. He's like, this is something we have done for a long time going all the way back to 2005 the very first superhero movie we watched together was batman begins and we just talk about it afterwards so we've turned that into a podcast and we're still having fun and still enjoying it so thank you once again for coming on that journey with us if while you're waiting for next week's episode which as we said we will be reviewing the first two episodes of picard season three so keep an ear out for that but while you're waiting get in touch with us let us know what you thought of this episode let us know what you thought of ant-man and the wasp quantum mania give us your review uh yes we will include it in next week's episode i know we we said we would include it in this week's but we will also include it if you send it after the fact we will still include it in next week's episode you know just send us your review let us know what you thought follow us on instagram we are at irreverent underscore nerds plural we are also on facebook simply the irreverent nerds that's our fan page there and look us up on youtube as well the irreverent nerds so yeah subscribe follow like all those good things wherever you hear us wherever you see us you can dm us on facebook or instagrams as they say comment on youtube or send us a voice message go to anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd click on the message button to leave us that voice message to leave us those reviews and of course you can also support us from that same page just click on the support button you can do that through stripe for 99 cents a month 4.99 a month or 9.99 a month thank you so much once again for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you. And Ertz, stay tuned. We will be back next week with Picard, Season 3. Live long and prosper, my friend.